G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by Case. How are you, Case? Good, Hef Ola. And Dossie, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? No, not too bad. Things are heating up in our home league. Uh, I was sitting, I think, fourth uh, at the start of the round and uh, lost my matchup and dropped all the way down to sixth. And if I lose again this week, I'm out of the six. Oh, you're done. In my comeback season. So, yeah. K's lost as well. So, we're both having shit weeks. I'm calling it ladder manipulation. And I shuffled my way up to number two. Oh, you're talking about that league that no, no one cares about. <laughs> no, not that one. No, that's my home league. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I'm coming second overall. Oh, I thought you meant the one but where no, you take I, scouts um, out of the league. I defeated someone this week in our professional keeper by league. By a point. By one solitary point. Who, Who was that person, Kays? Me. It was you. How's that league going? I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm actually second. Yeah, I thought you were up there. Mm. Yeah. My team, I think, fell off a cliff uh, this year with, I guess they made three grand finals early on. It's a bit old now. I lost didn't, didn't I, win. No, no. I conceded a few through the buys because we played through the buys in that league. Mm. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, I pretty much just had to- yeah, oh, I definitely have, took advantage of that. that yep. Yeah. And I, I have to kind of win, yeah, most of them from now to get, have a chance. And I toppled off the one of the premiership favourites in mm. K's on the weekend that with, an, with, team, a, with an easy dubs. Your team in that league does look pretty good. What are yeah. the young players you got in there? You've got Raul yeah. and you've got Brayshaw and- you got no, yeah, I've Walsh. got. Well, no, I've got. Yeah, my team's loaded. Like, next yeah. year you'll be great. Yeah, you're gonna be pretty hard to beat. Nah. <laughs> then. Well, yeah, the, yeah. From every year, <laughs> from now on. <laughs> Except this Did year. I, oh no, I'm looking at my wrong team. I'm like, no. one team's trash. Yeah, okay. Um, no, nah, I've got like Lloyd, Doc, Bailey Dale, Zach Merritt, Walsh, Brayshaw, um, Luke Jackson, Taranto, Billings. Yeah, pretty handy team. Tim English. Well, anyways, my team sucks. It's loaded. And uh, yeah, I've just copped a, like not. You know injuries that aren't to your stars, but they're to your, like your serviceable players that like if they go down, you've only got scrap to like replace them with. That's what's happening with my team at the moment. So yeah, I think I lost, I think lost Will Day again this week, even though he's been putting up huge scores. It's just like another person I have to find to like score me 60 points each week. We should get to... Callum Mills on the weekend. Ooh. Yeah, what happened in that game? I didn't really see it. He just didn't want to go near the ball. No, oh, that's disappointing. Mm. So yeah, anyway, I think he did kind of get the ball adjacent nomination on the draft doctors. So mm. That's an interesting one. But uh, yeah, look, you know, it's a uh, nice matchup too. Sucks when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, we'll, uh, we'll stop talking about the uh, the woes of our Keeper League teams. And I just want to let you guys know that there is a Manscaped product alert incoming, boys. Oh. Now, you guys have been asking for this for so long. And so have they've we? actually listened. So our friends at Manscaped are bringing the ultra smooth package to Australia. So you've obviously seen it in the US, but uh, you haven't, you've, been, you've been saying, Hef, when are they going to bring the ultra smooth package to Australia? I have said so that. I yeah, it, so that's, yeah, I have said that. Say that. And yeah, also, yeah. he's actually said when it comes, I'm actually going to like get it from the post office. Yeah, when it gets actually yeah. sent to me, I'm totally going to pick that one up. <laughs> yeah, I have said that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, apparently it says here it's time to stop, drop, and order this premium shaving kit. So make sure you get on I don't know if you have to order it. it. Might get sent to your doorstep or sorry to your post box, and you can go pick it up because you always do that. But um, yeah, look, everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric 
shaver for your balls. But if you're looking at a closer shave to go bare down there, uh, then the ultra smooth package is the perfect set. So, how smooth do you need to go? Well, I don't know. The, 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 the lawnmower 4.0 does get pretty damn close. So, mm. probably doesn't get well, everything. I have told off. you that there's nothing quite like a Sean scrotum. It's breathtaking. <laughs> I suggest you try it. Does he trying to shoehorn this uh, Austin Powers quote into it? <laughs> it's a great quote. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I think it's just aged. It hasn't aged well. That's all the, old, the Austin Powers. Dude, Austin Powers is the goat. <laughs> anyway, you need to snip it up next week. Dossie, yeah. it's time to shave that bush of yours and get right to your roots with a discount just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code KEEPER20 and get on board the ultra smooth package. Anyways, let's get on with the show. First game of the weekend belongs to me, I believe. That was the Brisbane versus Western Bulldogs game. Uh, interesting game. Actually, not really. Um, Brisbane kicked away in the end, but uh, started off all right. But there's a few players that caught my eye that I'm going to talk about tonight. The first one is none other than Jared Berry. So he had 105 points, seven CBAs. He's noticeably getting a bit more midfield time at the moment. Um, he kicked two goals as well, so I felt like he was spending a bit time, bit of time forward too. Um, but less time on the wing nonetheless because I guess the next two guys I'm kind of going to mention is Jackson Pryor and James Tunstall. So they had um, 71 and 61 respectively, but they're spending some time on the wings as well. Now, they're both listed as mids, so it's like not great for fantasy scoring and you know mm. bringing it to your side. But it, the role kind of allows Barry to go inside a little bit more, I'm finding, a bit as well. And you know with no Robbo, they're kind of playing that role too. So, yeah, just uh, just an interesting one there. And, um, you know, I think Jackson Pryor, is the one that kind of he's he's had a couple seventies now as well playing on that mm. wing so showing a few signs just keep an eye on put him in the black book for the future and see what he can do down the track and also I know you're going to mention him for um, relevance in the back line but Zorko was also getting some CBAs when he was playing earlier in the year so him not playing probably helps with that you know holding on to those CBAs inside as well yeah Zorko was actually like getting CBAs a couple weeks the week before he got yeah. injured as well so like yeah he kind of was moved out the back line a bit but um, well, speaking of backmen we'll move into it Kadeen Coleman had 105 oh, points now yeah. with Zorko going out early I, I kind of missed actually the first little bit of the game so I wasn't really sure where he was lining up but he was out so quickly it didn't really matter I don't think anyway but with him out and then Rich um, pretty much out from half time time um Kenen, um sorry Noah Answorth copped a knock as well Kadeen Coleman just kind of racked him up across half back and I know he had 100 last week as well so he's, I think he's gone back to back tons or very close to if not over the next few yeah. weeks he's going to go off I, I think, think. He's, he's averaging like 98 in his last three because I've actually got him in my classic side I'm um, very happy with that I don't have him in any keepers but yep. he's been like an enormous pod for me in my classic side and, and cheap too and at the start of this game as well because with Zorko back in the side he actually started on the bench and I reckon he was on there for like 10 minutes because I looked at his tog at the end of the game. It was only 73%, I think. Yeah. So, he was on the bench to start with and I'm like, oh my God, like Zorko back's killing him. Zorko, obviously, what did he do? Ping a hammy or something yeah. within with top five minutes into the game. Yeah. Coleman comes on and absolutely carves up. No rich at the moment as well, so- yeah. yeah. Well, another guy I think who will benefit from those injuries as well with uh, Zorko and Rich out is Calamar Chi. So, 83 points. I think he was on the halfback for the majority of the game. I think he did play, had a couple wing attendances, but probably just kind of, you know, filling roles and things like that. But yeah, predominantly halfback. Um, he'll probably receive like the biggest bump, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, Kadeem was still scoring 100 last week with those guys in the side, mm. whereas Calamar Chi had 83 points. So, if he plays that same role over the next few weeks, he could see a bit of a bump. So, he could be a streamer for the next few weeks as well. So, Calamar Chi, 
also mentioned him on the Wavewire podcast as well. I think he's very lowly owned too. So might be worth a look if you need a defender. Um, a tip of the cap, Lincoln McCarthy had 95 points, nine tackles and two goals. Just nice work for him. Pressure forward, sticking Ooh. those tackles. But just yes. realised Archie is a defender forward as yeah, well. Defender. Yeah, nice. Oh, forward. Sorry, I did not He's know that. He's a back forward, yeah, in okay. ultimate anyway. Yeah, cool. Um, one other player, Dominic Bedendo, he had his first game. Only had 43 points, but spent a fair bit of time on the wing, and he's listed as a forward. So when at the start of the game, when the when the Bulldogs were actually you know playing pretty well, he seemed to score pretty well in that first quarter as well, and did have a goal early to kind of add to that. But just watch with interest because nice role for a player listed as a forward. Could get a few touches up the ground if he can stick in the side. That's it for me. Let's move on to Carlton versus St Kilda with Doss. Yes, Carlton versus the Saints and uh, started off with a lot of run and carry. The Saints playing a very different kind of game plan, I think, from what I've kind of seen. It was a lot of just quick handballs and running off the back. And, I mean, we saw that with their premium type guys like a Jack Sinclair, who's been a fantastic pick this year, going a massive 140. Um, early days as well, a guy like Brad Hill was just racking up because they were just – every time they get it, it would be like hand off the back just run through and it, and it looked to really be the how they sort of cut Carlton apart in this game so mm. um, this game was like I thought it was a finals type game I reckon the umpires sort of put the whistles away a little bit as well and the pressure was great Any, do you guys get to see this at all? Yeah bits and pieces yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a, it was a great um, great game to watch anyway other than that, let's look at some of the Keeper League guys. Look, it was an unfortunate um, ending for Hunter Clark on the night. Oh, yes, I did see this. Um, yeah, obviously, he was playing a really good game. I think it was midway through the third or something. Um, just shocking, shocking head clash between him and Dan Butler. They were both going for a tackle, and yeah, it was it was cringy to watch. Just can't win, um, can he? Nah, and I think he's... He was singing the he was singing in the huddle after the game, and you could just see his face was, was just mangled. In. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think they I didn't get to see the roaming Brian after the the game, but I think some people were saying like you saw his nose and it just looked absolutely messed up. So um, anyway, just look see how he comes up in the next couple of weeks. But promising, promising signs from him, and let's just hope he gets better soon because that's been a horrid run for him. Um, look. The other notes, just continue to stream defenders against the Saints. They're the second highest points um, against for defenders currently behind the Ds. Um, you had Saad, 92, Newman, 90, Lockie Plowman come out of nowhere for 79. And look, Doherty was probably the surprise having a having a down game. So, I think a lot of people would have put the C on him with confidence given those numbers, but only had the 79. But I think, look, it's still a great matchup play. It's the Demons at the top for defenders to stream them. And then it's the Saints next. So, keep using those matchup players at the moment. Yeah, especially on that. Jordan Dawson is where I'm kind of kicking myself. I had the C yeah. on him all week. Yeah. And, oh, actually, no, I had a VC on him. And then... I needed to win, so I put on Brayshaw at the end because, you know, just see if we're better. Yeah. But, yeah, like all week I was looking at that matchup and just yep. thinking it'd be juice and it just came to fruition. I did it in pretty much all my – like yeah, wherever yeah. I had yeah. him, yeah, I did, I did it on the FVC or C for yeah. Dorso. Yeah, those yeah. matchups plays. That's real. We, That's real. We have them on the Keep League website and I'll tell you what, this is the time of year, like we'll try and mention a little bit through the show, but this is the time of year when you just look at those matchups with great interest, I think, and, and start using I think them. It's, it's funny as well because like, you can look at it like, like Melbourne are a tough team because they, you know, they're, they're top of the ladder. They could be hard to score against but mm. it's interesting to see how people score from a fantasy fantasy perspective against certain sides so yeah, yeah just make sure you check i think like if you're not like me i i like to hold on to certain players until the last minute to not, like if you've got a prospect that you're like oh, i really like you know i want to see how they go through the year if they're not playing at this time of year and you're just like all right well i'm going to keep this amount of players i think now's the time i mentioned a couple of weeks ago now's the time we can look at these matchups let's 
start streaming people a bit more likely and start cutting bait from these players and yep. get those points on field. All right, let's get us some players. Sam, no, sorry, Tom DeConning, 69 points. He was absolutely dominating Marshall early. Look, he ended up getting dominated himself. But I'm looking at this as he's almost that Tim English mold of it's just a year or two too early. But I think this guy's really going to explode in the next couple of years. And I am loving him for a breakout either next year or the year after. I think, honestly, I'm seeing a lot of those Tim English. You know how Tim English kind of just started coming into his own and you see these moments yeah. of greatness? Like athlete before Ruckman, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. then- He's taken these contested clunks. Like, he pushed Marshall out the way like three times. He's got that strength. So, anyway, just look to stash him or, or just get get your hands on DeConning if you're after a ruck. Lockie Plowman, tip of, the, tip of the cap. I mentioned it before. Just stream those defenders, 79 points. Marcus Windhager, I'm going to mention him again. I think this guy's going to break out in the next year or two. He 54 points, but he's super raw, but his tackle pressure is awesome, and I like him as a prospect. He's He's got something about him. Just keep him in your black book, Windhager. Billings 2G again immediately. Yeah, if he's a couple of yeah. games, he's got another 98. I think he's 2G. And I think his first game back was good as well when yep. he played back before as well. Just another player, Chera. Coming back from injury. See, by low, though. Nah. He's got like a five point in his yeah, thing. No one's he's selling him low. 62 points. No one's selling him low. Like you, Quick trade deadline. Bit we, of say, we say buy low, but the owners like generally want. To keep him, yeah, look. If, keep if, him. I'm just saying, you're going for yeah. finals now. If there's a if there's a panicking owner out there, you might be able to if swing a swing to a fossil him, to their way and, and, and buy him. If someone wants to sell, I'm sure, but like I don't think there are many people selling him. That's all after that one game. Essen and Swans case. What a great game it was. We're back. Bounce back after last week. <laughs> We're back. You know. I thought the season was done and dusted, but we can still have finals now. I don't I even know if we can. I don't think you no, can no, somehow. No, no, no. It's all about- <laughs> You've <laughs> got like 16 points. Like it's all about- Premiership points. It's all about 2023. <laughs> the, uh, the Bombers. Um, start off with a couple tip of the caps. Jake Kelly and Brandon Zerk Thatcher had 99 and 89 points. Uh, 20 touches and 18 touches respectively. Even uh, Jake the Snake Kelly managed to come down and sneak a goal from uh, defence, which was nice to see. I love winner. Genuine defender kicks one. Uh, makes me yeah, a little warm inside as a former defender myself. Um, but really came down to their marks. Kelly had 13. Uh, Zerk Thatch had nine. So a lot of chippy ones down there. Because, um, yeah, this one's really to control the ball at times, especially in the second quarter. So just tip of the caps to Jake, those two. Kelly's had three big scores in a row, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been starting. 99, like 98, 72. He's actually last Interesting. three. Interesting. Just quickly. Um for medium defenders, this is an interesting mm. stat. Medium defenders for Sydney, they're actually they're pretty high both on defence. So top five for medium defenders and number three for key defenders to score against for Sydney. Jake Kelly just intrigues me. Like, I just don't know why he's scoring so well. I yeah. Jake Kelly's had patches at the Crows where he scored really well yeah. too. Like, but are you really going to? What's his ownership? Are you really going to trust I'm not Jake buying, Kelly? I'm not yeah, buying him yet, not yet. But if you like, be bringing him in, but if you guys not again this week, like that's three nineties in a row. So he's too good for the pod. And we've never talked about him before. <laughs> it's nuts. If that's, that's the, the most underrated two G for paying ever. <laughs> I don't know. It won't. Be, no, it won't be because he got seventy the first week. So he needs t- another two nineties after this, but or ninety and eighty. It won't, it won't happen. But yeah, it's it's just interesting because like I've noticed, I noticed last week he just was in the right spot at the right time, just taking lots of like uncontested mm-hmm. marks, like the intercept and uncontested marks, like you know mm-hmm. wayward kicks. I think you were playing West Coast, so there was a lot of those coming in. Mm-hmm. You did lose, and that then game, Saints but, the week before, yeah. who are super easy matchup well, for go. defenders That's probably, as well. That probably makes sense. Yeah, uh, anyway. Dyson Hepwood had ninety five, a bit of a return to form for him, but. 
really, uh, D'Ambrosio's rise has pushed Heppel up onto the wing, and I thought he played a really good game, especially in the second quarter when we got going. Um, and, yeah, it was on a nice um, score at halftime, kind of dropped off a bit late. But, um, yeah, if he can kind of find his spot on that wing, it's probably the, the better spot for him where he doesn't have to be accountable. Um, like has to be in defence, and he doesn't have that speed that someone like D'Ambrosio has who had 77 points, and he's got an absolute elite peg, uh, 23 yeah. touches, and really they've just opened up that halfback flank for him at the Dons. Um, got the rising star nod already. Yeah, so mm. he's got that. Um, and then you've got Nick Hind, who was just bursting off the halfback flank with his speed. So I think they complement each other really well. Look, he's only 37, uh, 30% owned, sorry. So if you can, you know, lock him away for next year, I'd be doing it because like, Mm. I don't. I can't remember a player who's kind of coming in two games. Maybe maybe Nick Martin at start of the year, yeah, but like, but like sure. who has you know? But his his foot skills are so good. Yeah. Like maybe in he's probably had what 20, 30 kicks or something in two weeks, and I reckon yeah. he's probably missed five of those. Like and we noticed that the really first good. game he scored a forty, but you know he had a zero point first quarter, and after that it was like every time he touched it, mm. stuff happened. So yeah. so look, I'm I'm big on him because I think he's just that quality player, um, and they're going to want the ball in his hands for many years to come. Uh, Benny Hobbs had seventy three points. He was dropped uh, slash rested, and then he came in as a late in for Archie Perkins. It was his last quarter that really, um, you know, piqued me interest. 10 touches and 39 points in the final term when the game was on the line. So, really cometh the moment, cometh the man. Ben Hobbs style. So, if it was me, I'd be doing whatever you can to get him into your side. You know, you might be able to get him, um, you know, if you've got a, if you're not necessarily contending, you've got, um, you know, a couple of older blokes and, you know, a contender has Ben Hobbs, they might be willing to part with him because, look, he had five CBAs. Most of them came in that last quarter and, you know, someone like uh, Jai Caldwell only had seven for the game and he was playing more of a high half-forward flank role, um, uh, Jai yeah. Caldwell. So, so back to, back with yeah, Parrish back, back in. Back to the high Caldwell, but, you yeah. know, it's almost like when, when they wanted someone to make a, you know, impact they called on Ben Hobbs which is yeah very very cool what won them the game was there just a high pressure again it was like, just back to that who they beat a couple of the Saints when they like beat the, the Saints high it was pressure, just like just they were just pressure. on I like yeah. it you know like we were down by four goals in the first quarter yeah. um, and I was just like oh fuck I'm gonna have to watch three more quarters of this shit <laughs> and then we probably played one of the best second quarters I've seen for ages and just yeah everything was just humming so mm. um, and I said like guys like Heppel who haven't played that well like was really leading the way. Parrish was good. Um, Merritt kicked three. So, um, yeah, really good game. Still annoyed that Port took Josh Sin over Ben Hobbs in the draft. Yeah. Still annoyed. But anyway. should be. Yeah. Uh, he, Sammy what's Durham. he doing, Josh Sin? I think he's injured. Oh, yeah. uh, Sammy Durham, your boy, Dossie, he had 71 points. And what I love is he's got so much mongrel about oh, yeah. him. <laughs> he's got the moulet and uh, got a little bit of, you know, a bot about him too. Um, look... <laughs> A lot of time he was actually head-to-head on the wing with Dylan Stevens. Uh, ended up with 16 touches and a goal. Well, I don't think he's going to be one that's going to be a massive scorer, but I think he's going to be one of those solid week-in, week-out contributors who can probably get you like an 80 each week on the wing and that kind of thing. Like Because he's got that hunger. He wants to be involved mm-hmm. in the contest. Happy to lay some plus fours. So won't be like a 100-pluser, but I reckon he'll be a more than serviceable player that you could probably either keep as your last kind of keeper or just um, you know pick up early each year I don't know I reckon he's got a, I reckon he's showing signs like he's one of those guys that could surprise a few people but what's he going to do like what's he going to yeah, be I don't know going to be I think yeah, it could be like a as much know. as I love he's the like guy he's not like amazing either thing. so it's yeah, just like maybe. maybe the wing's okay for him as yeah. much as I love him I think he's more quality over quantity but we'll wait and see like mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love him to be fantasy relevant because yeah I do love the way there's just something about him that I like that's all one of those players impactful for sure 
Uh, Chad Warner had 107 points. I know he's too good for the pod, but he's a genuine future Brownlow medalist. 25 touches, three goals, and 727 metres gained. It's quite a few metres gained. It's a lot of metres gained. That's more than Hind, who was just, you know, running the ball for fun. He actually had the most CBAs of any midfielder in the game. So that's just like Sydney have just gone, you're like the, you're the guy. Number who one, you're the number one guy. You, really? He's yeah. probably got to be up there with like, you know, um, it's not our job to anoint these guys, but he's got to be up there for like, in the future, like that pig kind of status from the traders, I think. I think he's one that will, in the future, definitely be one of those guys that he's going to be a fantasy stud in the next few years. What's like, he averaging this year? Uh, Eighty odd. It would be in the nineties, wouldn't it? Could be under underpriced next year. He's really. so he's so yeah. much, he's so much fun to watch too. Yeah. Like, uh, what do I? An owner, he's averaging 85.6. There you go. Could bump yeah. that up a lot next year. Yeah. So, yeah. he's one that could genuinely break out big time next year. Uh, Buddy had 94 points and just feasted on that underman's dog def- uh, underman Don's defence. Kicked two goals, 16 touches and uh, nine marks. And I'm guessing, Dossie, that uh, key forwards be great to stream against the Dons. Is that correct? Let's that have a, a look. Let's have a look. Key forwards against the Dons. Who are their key defenders? It's, That's uh, right. What's that? Yeah, they're, they're sort of, Levert, they're sort of Ridley, table. Yeah, Ridley. Really? Yeah, must be going okay. Mm, okay. Mm. Not as bad as I thought. Uh, Tommy Papley, the man with the fastest legs in the league, he had 88 points and he was obviously hungry. Brought some serious heat. Haven't seen him play with that intensity for some time. Hit the scoreboard four times, Hef, but only the one goal, uh, which is unfortunate. But look, 18 touches. He was another one who had bulk CBAs, so almost played a bit of that um, to goey like role, you know, come in, pinch hit in the middle um, and had then go bulk, forward. Had not bulk, sorry. Had CBAs last week though as well. So interesting that they've kind of rolled that a few weeks Rolling in a row. with that kind of that uh, thing. Can't Just kind of wish you could like kind bulk, of stuff that is bulk CBAs. Yeah, yeah right. it's six less than one. Oh, I had 95 last week as well with mm. CBAs. So, yeah. That's going to be a real change there. Just kind of that, you know, he's just doing that stringer to goey kind of thing where we'll go in and then push forward. Um, I just kind of wish he could play with his kind of intensity each week because he was he just looked on again. Um, mm. He's just kind of one who's all fallen a bit flat for me as a player, I think. He's should be a bit better than he is. Uh, and then lastly, our boy Dylan Stevens. He had 58 points and was on the wing all day. Only the 12 touches. But what I liked is that he actually looks like he's got a position. You know, most of this year we were like, where's Dylan Stevens actually going to fit in? Um, looked pretty, you know, not impressive, but looked comfortable on the wing. Played a lot on Durham, a um, bit on Heppel. And uh, what, I, what I really liked the most, Hef, was that um, you've been taking him under your tutelage. Um, in what way? His biceps. You mean elite kicking? Uh, Python-like. Uh, yeah, they did say at the last year that he had been um, putting uh, a lot of time into the gym and trying to. They actually were prepping him for some inside work earlier this year. They, I know he's still playing he out the wing. He looks very lean that's and what like trying fit, to do. But um, yeah. strong, though. Strong. I'm just trying to think who's been on the wing. So, like, McInerney was back this week. So, that's mm-hmm. fine. So, he doesn't take a spot. Then they were playing, like, Mills and. Heaney on the wings a bit as well. Mm. Like, say, so, Heaney's pretty much up forward now. So, there there's might a lot be of, a, There's a lot of guys that they roll through that. Yeah, but like, yeah. Stevens had. Oh. No, Florence been a half back. Stevens had yeah. a lot of time on that wing. So, maybe that's yeah. his role. And if it is, I like it because it's a, it's, it's got a purpose. The thing we flagged on the Wavewire podcast is Kennedy was playing on the wing quite a bit earlier in the year. And I know you're not a fan, just. And, I, I, and I agree. I agree. Like, I don't think it's, it's the role suits him, but they, they always try to shoehorn him in somewhere because he is a champ. Like they did with Monday, I guess, at Fremantle as well. They've got him playing on the wing. Well, not this week, but, you know, in previous weeks, had him playing on the wing a fair bit. Like they might do something like that with Kennedy again, which might be bad for Stevens because what it really, realistically, what's probably going to be better come finals time, Dylan Stevens on the wing getting 12 touches or Josh Kennedy with that leadership type thing playing on the wing. <sighs> it I own Stevens like it, and I love him. Don't get me wrong. It depends. Like you can say that, but like how many teams have been burnt? Maybe not in AFL level, but like, a, like so many like – 
grand finals that we've probably played in or like reserves and stuff at amateur league where like they go they're giving the old guy a game and it's just like pings are he's just, yeah. <laughs> or, he's, or he's just not up like it's just it's yeah. just like the intensity rises come yeah. that time so probably like, a bit different at AFL I level, understand that I understand yeah. that but like at the same time Josh Kennedy's missed what six weeks yeah. and you know you want him to play on the wing where some of the most aerobic yeah. athletes play yeah, I'm not sure like I said yeah. it's just they're doing it earlier in the year so I don't know what the go will be that's all mm. be interesting. Not, not saying I agree I like, with it. I like it though I like that he's yeah. got that role so yeah. at least it's something we can kind of look forward for hopefully the rest it gets of the another year. few weeks yeah. yeah without getting dropped um Adelaide versus Melbourne. So I took a look at this one. Yeah, just we we're talking about before the kind of defenders against um against uh, Melbourne were most most notably uh, Jordan Dawson was the big one there. But um apart from that, didn't really there wasn't too many others that went big in this game. But there's a few ones to look at. So um Sam Berry he had 93 points. Uh, look, I think he's a player that's going to be in that Adelaide midfield for a long time to come. Had 13 tackles, and everyone says like is he you know tackle dependent? And yes, the answer is yes, he is tackle dependent. But he averages nine tackles per game in his second season. Like. It's huge. And he's had 13 tackles three times this season. So it's not like it's foreign for him to do this. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be a decent avenue for scoring, just like it is with someone like Jack Steele. So, you know, there's a lot of debate about where it's sustainable. I think it is with Sam Berry. I don't know if he's going to be an elite midfielder, like not going to be 100-plus, but he's going to be a serviceable one that can go between 80 and 90 most weeks. and It rounds out your midfield. But what does he add on the outside or apart from tackling? I think – but the thing is, I think you've got keys, you've got Laird – they need someone in, in there to do that. So it's like to balance out the guys that already can get the pill on the outside. So he does, I don't know, I think he does provide that different element in the, in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. They, he's, a, he's a ball winner and a, and just a tackler like as well. So like he's that kind of, you know, does the jobs on he's players. He's contested, like he just so doesn't have that uncontested I don't think he, I don't think he's going to be a 100 plus averager year on year on year, but mm. he's going to be like, kind of yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. That last You kind of last midfield that can round out um, in your keeper leagues anyway, that kind of, you know, M6 type thing that scores pretty well each week. So yeah. maybe a bit higher, M5 type thing. The issue is next year is going to be mid only. So like yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Center forward status yeah. this year. That's what I mean. This year is going to be, yeah, this year is quite serviceable. Because he, he he racks it up a little bit in the sample though, doesn't he? Like he can find the pill in the well, sample. He's been, he's been in really. It's no? just been tackling numbers too. Okay. I think he's he did. He did have a couple of good numbers, but yeah. He's been in the AFL for quite a while Because he's now. 20. Yeah. It's his second season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wayne Miller, he has 77 points. It was his best performance from the season, especially from a fantasy perspective, but probably real footy perspective as well. <laughs> Playing forward though, so that's not his best role for fantasy, but I think it was just good and encouraging just to see him do something for a change. So yeah, Wayne Miller, good on you there. We'll keep watching you over the next few weeks. Um, Jake Saligo, 73 points. What was interesting, he just started on the inside a lot more, had a few CBAs early, um, moved to the wing pretty early in the game though, but I think just it's a good sign for the future that if he's getting CBAs and they're kind of testing him out in there, um, I think that might be like a future intention. They mentioned, the they mentioned Miller move, moved onto the wing on the radio when I was listening. Did you notice that? Or? Did not notice it at all. Mm. If he did, he he's wasn't got, getting His possessions were kind of... Nah, I don't know. He was definitely playing forward, though. It's like okay. a smiley face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was definitely forward. Yeah. So he might have been working up the ground. But, like, I was watching the wing attendance. No, pretty I, know, close I know you do. Yeah. That's what I was asking. Because <laughs> I think they mention it. Obviously, I think I'd trust yeah, yeah. half over the Like, I, I, might have, I, might have had a, I might have had a brain lapse, but it was very highly Saligo and Haitley on the wings. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's it for me. Oh, no, sorry. That's it for the Crows, sorry. Um, a few Melbourne players to look at. Just Stephen May, tip of the cap. 86 points. That magical 10-plus marks there, Kays. 86 points. Yeah. Yeah, Is he not 2G one. this year? don't think so. I don't think he's averaging over 80. He's never been 2G really on this on this show. He's always borderline. 
thought he yeah. was last He's just year. so serviceable. Yeah, just serviceable player and gets lots of kicks. 70 average this yeah. year. Yeah. Not quite. Um, James Harms, 83 points, just rotating between that midfield and forward. It's kind of what he does. He's like another one of those borderline 2G players. Um, I think given he's listed as a forward in the AFL fantasy format, um, that's pretty handy. And uh, Charlie Spargo, um, this is not a real fantasy watch so just yet, but I guess more of a role change. Just spent a lot of time on the wing. See, I was watching the wings there, Dossie. Uh, <laughs> spent a lot of time on the wing uh, this game as well. So just watch that role um, if he can kind of get up a few extra touches on that wing list as a forward. If it's permanent, I don't know. It might have just, they might have just been trying something against a lower rank side. But yeah, that's just an interesting watch there. So check out that role. We'll move into uh, Geelong versus North Melbourne. Uh, Jeremy Cameron, 143 points, kick four, ball, uh, four goals. It's dominant. He was just so dominant enough forward. Um, Dossie, you were a big fan of his uh, point to the goal square from the 50. Oh, yeah. Era. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty 50 funny for, for those who saw that. <laughs> um, we haven't 2G4P'd him yet, but he's averaging 84 points. And he's having his third best fantasy season to date. So, you know, ah, well, you know, we have to. Yeah, I didn't realise he wasn't he's gone now. Good, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think he's... I think his average has just gone above 80 on the back of this. Yeah, 84 points. So, yeah. Um, Tom Hawkins, pretty much as above, just forwards were dominant in this game. It's North Melbourne, so what do you expect? 170 points, kick six goals. Not much else to say about that one. Uh, Reece Stanley, God, 99 points. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're just a <laughs> basket case. Um, Therese Stanley was on top against Cherry. So, like, Goldie was spending a bit of time up forward. I think just Reece Stanley's always been a pretty good fantasy player when he's in the side. It's just a matter of him getting picked each week is the issue. Mm. But with the ruck scarcity, if he's floating around, I actually looked him on the waiver wire podcast. He's like 90% owned. So that's how dire it is with rucks, I think. Everyone's just picking anything up at the moment. Did he get injured? May have. I did fall asleep at the end of this game. So <laughs> he may have got injured. I'm not 100% sure. It says out. Oh, that is that AFL app though? Yeah. They do do a few dodgy ones. I don't know. I don't remember it if it did. Um, Mark Blitzarves, um, 99 points. So he still scored okay, spending less time in the ruck. He was playing on the wing predominantly really. Um, so yeah, 99 points there. I guess he's still listed as a ruck. And if he plays on like a midfield role, he will score okay. So I'm not too concerned about him just yet. It's when he goes to play a key defensive role is the issue. But I don't think they'll do that with him anytime soon. They've got enough other people in defense like Zach Guthrie. The Zote. He had 83 points uh, in defense <laughs> with the absence of Stuart. I love that you're so on board this as well, guys. Not as not as dominant, obviously, um, like as Stuart usually is. probably never down there. Like, give him a break. Has his place. In the, like two goals. Has his place in the side for the next four weeks at least, that's for sure. Um, he's improved heaps this year. Like, reads the play really well, intercepts, takes a grab, um, push forward for a goal. He does that quite a bit, actually, I've noticed since I've watched him. He loves to sneak forward. Um, but yeah, just so much fantasy potential. Just needs to stay in the team week in, week out. So you got to get him this week. Defenders against the Don, uh, against the Demons, too. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, yeah. Guthrie is going to go huge. 120. <laughs> Oh, 110, I reckon. 30? 130. 110? We'll meet in the middle, 120. 120. All right. Uh, Sam Manigola, uh, 71 points. So, playing on a wing and a halfback role, just building after a long spell out. Um, A player that you could just get really cheap, I think, who could put up a 70 to 80 each week. And it's just a handy player for those leagues that play utilities like ours where you kind of need to find three extra midfielders to chuck somewhere. He kind of feels into that calibre. Can play a variety of roles as well. We've seen him get... um, We've seen him play on the halfback in a final series a couple of years ago. We've seen him play forward earlier on in his career. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a DPP somewhere in future. And, you know, when he moves onto a wing for, you know, those periods of the game, he can score okay. So, one, I would just be kind of stashing away if you can get him cheap. Um, for next season because yeah sneaky chance of a DPP remember I'm just saying I'm just saying stash all these guys like I don't know it's just they can't get worse can they nah um 
he moved on to North. So, yeah, some players that uh, stood out, which were few and far between. Um, Jaden Stevenson. Oh, see, that's who I thought you were talking about. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say. That's probably really confused me about him, <laughs> yeah. Stash and Menegola. Because I was talking about Stash and Menegola for next year, for next yeah. year only. Um, Jaden Stevenson had 97 points. Um, playing in defence, so no Aaron Hall or Bailey Scott in the side. He went back and took a bunch of kick-ins as well. Um, and there was just so much chipping around that half-back line as well. So they were just it felt like they were just too scared to move the ball forward because they'd just give it back to Geelong. So wow. they were just trying to keep it you know, in their hands. So I reckon just get on board, Jaden Stevenson, especially while Hall and Scott are both out. Because, um, yeah, he will be racking them up if he continues that role in defence because it was super fantasy-friendly. Um, another one, Aiden Core might go okay. Might be a stream option for the next week or two with those guys out. He had 96 points. And just on the back of that, uh, North just kind of not wanting to actually turn the ball over, just trying to keep it in defence. Um, just so many junk possessions. He had 11 marks. And, um, yeah, basically all of them were uncontested. So just chipping around. Um, Jed Anderson had 76 points. High time on ground for him. He was in that, I think, 84%. Just wasn't great, but with high time on ground, he's going to get you at least a 70. So I think just as a forward, he's serviceable there. So that's all I could see from North Melbourne that's worth talking about. Uh, we'll move on to Gold Coast versus Collingwood with Kays. Yes. Uh, we'll start off with the Pies boys. Josh Dacos had 86 points. I uh, had three goals and 19 touches on the wing. Absolutely fantastic game um, on the opposite wing. Opposite to his mate, still side bottom. Yeah, he's humming. He's had a couple of 80s in a row. Look, I know he's had a few down weeks in between it, but um, once again, a guy who looks like he's really found his spot. Once we know the wing can be a little bit uh, hot and cold at times, but he's still popped out a couple of tons this year, and I suppose potentially some of the matchups. You know, he's going to play North Melbourne this week, so should be a lock for a good score. I think I'm, I'm really enjoying what uh, Josh Dacus is doing, and um, you know those kind of wingers who can you know be genuine goal kicking threats are very handy players. Obviously, still side bottom. He had 91 points, and his heater continues. 27 touches. He may almost be back to 2G for P. What's the turnaround? Like, what's I haven't really I haven't done a Collingwood game so long. So what's the <laughs> Why has he started scoring well? He's at a 90, 40, a buy, and two 90s. So, basically, still side bottom, they've started to utilize him. So, I think at one earlier on in the year, he was a bit um, supplementary out in the wing. They were very Dacos focused. Um, maybe they were just going to be like, oh, we're not going to be that good this year. Let's just kind of let some of the other guys do some of the heavy lifting. Um, they've realized they're actually quite a good side. And um, they look a hell of a lot better when still side bottom is uh, got the ball in his hand. So... That would be what it comes down to for so me. So, he hasn't changed, but he's still on the wing. Still, still on the, on the wing. wing. Yeah, Potentially, right. he's just a li- little bit hungrier. I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, maybe the finals. Yeah, he's had 27, yeah. 26 touches the last two weeks, like against the Suns and GWS, who are both good sides. So It's um, been one of my better pickups off the off the old waves this year. He got yeah. dropped. Good work, Dossie. Snapped up. Well yeah. done. Well, you Thanks, would. Mate. He was gone. He was yeah. basically averaging like 60 at one point. And then, yeah, uh, yeah he's really turned it around. So... Um, I also picked up Chad Wingard and that did not play out. I do well. rate those <laughs> picks though, like yeah. f- kind of fallen guns. Like yeah. just the Pick chance they bounce back. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Chad, there's still hope for Chad. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to talk about uh, Matt Rao. He had 88 points and it probably wasn't until I actually sat down and watched this game on Saturday night that it dawned on me. I haven't actually watched the Suns play <laughs> In quite a long time. I don't know why, but uh, I haven't really watched it. That him. happens when you do a yeah. three a week. Yeah, yeah. It can happen. So, Rao had 23 touches, six tackles and a mark. And look, I know a lot's been made about his lack of marks. He just doesn't take marks ever. Um, very high tackle inside possession count kind of thing. Now, what's what's Matt Rao going to be is my big question. You look at someone like Took Miller who, similar build, but he's like a genuine running machine. Like Took is running back, forward, like he is an absolute elite athlete. Not necessarily seeing that just yet with Matt Rao. 
I don't know if that's concerning. Like, is he that kind of player? Is he just going to be almost like what you were talking about before with like a bit of a better version of Sam Berry? Like, loves the tackle, loves the contested ball, but... Are we concerned that we really haven't seen any outside game? The fact that he, I don't even know how many marks he averages a game would be interesting be to check that. The but thing, that's, the that's my, like, you know, he started off so hot and like I was one of his biggest fans, don't get me wrong, but like, is he going to be like a capped at 100 kind of player or does he have the ability to go to that next, you know, goatee um, pig level? I really think this comes down to um, Stewie Jew's game plan. And I know I harp on about Stewie Jew, but this is- You this, love Stewie Jew. This you is- talk about how much you love him all this, the time. He's <laughs> averaging 0.7 marks a game. Yeah. yeah well, I know the, okay. But let's also just look at their team averages. They average the least marks in the whole competition <laughs> mm. and 20 less than the top. So, Saints are having 20. Matt Rousey and they're bringing them down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're, they're like, look at all their players aside from the top couple. Like, Took Miller's the only one I think still averaging over 100 in yeah. their whole team. Yeah. That last time I checked, which was granted a few weeks ago, they had like two guys over 80 for the whole team. Uh, it's the game yeah. plan. They're the, new, they're the new Richmond, except... Probably, I'd have to go look back. I'd say they're worse, like fantasy-wise. They're second bottom for AFL fantasy points scored. But below the, sorry, they're below the Weagles for fantasy points scored this year. Like, it's just their game style. So, I think if you look at Raul and you're like, where could his ceiling be? Mm. I think way higher if this ever changes. But it just depends because they're competing at the moment which is obviously just a high inside 50 game where they're just going there as quick as possible yeah but that's where like guys like Lukosius you know Jack Bowes coming back in like these guys are all pretty much you know they're not going to be massive scorers until this changes and I think with his contested ball winning like that's the hard part done like if you look at it if you look at it like in terms of scoring, he scored 88 this week with only one mark. When you factor yeah. in when you take a mark, you usually have a kick or a handball mm. as well. He only needs to take two or three more marks mm. a game and develop that over the next few years yep. to kind of push that 100-plus average. So, like, I think as well as well in being effectively really only his third year and probably less when you factor in all the footies missed in terms mm. of games played, I'm still I'm sticking by him. I think he's, if he's doing this now, I think he just oh, needs to yeah, add absolutely. a few tweaks. What are we talking about, like 110, 120, or is it just he's going to be I reckon 100. 105, 100, 105. So, he's not going to be a massive. He's not going to be one of these, like, Sell your farm for Andrew. No, nah, but like an M three type thing. Yeah, I reckon this this is a damning stat. <laughs> they only average seven more disposals than the Ruse. Jeez, as a team. <laughs> yeah, it's not a high fantasy game, is it? The unfortunate thing is for you, like as a big Suns man, like Stewie has gone nowhere. Like they're almost going to play finals. Love no, them, but like- I, all I need is for a few players to. Leave. Right. <laughs> Matt Rowe's not leaving. No, that's your problem. No, I don't need Matt Rowe. Just someone need, else. Uh, just someone, someone else. The initial just B you know, and F. Oh, that other guy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. All my oh, favorite super play- sub. All my favorite players are like in prison over there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's free free my boys. Um, Isaac Rankin is another one. He had 90 points and he's genuinely come a long way this season. And what I like is he, he's built a bit of a fantasy game too. You know, like he kicked four goals, had 18 touches and played an amazing game. But probably one of those games where you're watching, like I probably had like a 60 or something like that. But then you go back and check the score and you're like, oh shit, like he actually did put up a good score. So, and his, um, what's his rolling average lately? He's, he's done a few. Yeah, 78 in his last four, averaging 61. So like he's, he's kind of coming of age. It's taken him a while. Um, but yeah, I reckon it could be genuinely Isaac Rankin time. Borderline keeper, I reckon for next year, but almost one that you go pretty early on in a, you know, Redraft, especially Ford's hard to come by. And yeah. if he gets that, he he's going to get mid time eventually. Surely he's too good, like too talented not to. Yeah, he he'll be that guy, like the, the you know, like the yeah. Rosie that takes a little bit of time yeah. and goes in well, there. Like yeah. imagine trying to stop him at a at a center. Like he already forward craft. If they do stoppages, it's always hit to him and he gets out. Like mm. 
that eventually is going to be used in the midfield. He's so good. Yeah. Um, Connor Buderick had 67 points. Really enjoyed what I was seeing with him on the weekend. A bit of Caleb Daniel about him. Very small man, um, but a really butt. good, really good ball user. Um, takes the kickouts, etc. 17 touches. Uh, did go off injured, so mm. not sure ah, what happened shit. there. Yeah, so it was either he just came back from hamstring. Yeah. It's like he rolled ah. an ankle or something like that. So hopefully it's nothing too bad. But still, I'm kind of chips in on him next year because he's you know, had such a good year coming off an ACL. So always love him. Um, yeah, Buderick for a watch for next year. Jack Bowes, his second game back, he had 61 points. Uh, started the game really well and then faded a bit. Um, but he's building after missing a huge chunk of footy AFL level 18 touches. And just lastly, just to talk on the two um, Gold Coast Suns debutants. So James Cheetahs, who averaged about 110 in the sand for last year. I, I, have, ex- no idea. I have no idea how to actually say either of his names. I was, so ex- thank you. I was <laughs> excited to see James Cheetahs go about it. And, you know, like he <laughs> saw, him, saw him a couple of times and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know if you're quite, you know, AFL level, but, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, 23 points. He's had a stinker. Then I just went to the old tog. <laughs> 35% tog for a 27-year-old debutante. 27. <laughs> yeah, he's 27. Go, he's 27 and he's basically played a quarter of football. Way to go, Stewie. Uh, it, it's unfathomable. No wonder he didn't look up to the level because he probably wasn't on the ground for more than three minutes. Poor Cheetahs. So, it's really hard to gauge what Cheetahs can do. And then Huego Way, I believe is how you say it, yeah, that's 34 yeah, points. Right. Uh, kicked a really nice instinctive goal, but uh, kind of like Cheetahs, minimal tog. Only played the 49% uh, time on ground for the game. Not necessarily a fantasy type, I don't think. And obviously, it's really hard to tell with Cheetahs. So... See what happens with uh, Stewie Jew and his boys next week. Don't say anything about Fairy. 41 total minutes and zero CBAs as well. Which is what's his role? Isn't he an inside? He's an inside. Oh, where'd he go, Stewie? I think he's a McGarry medalist. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Jesus, it's nuts. All right, let's move on to Richmond versus West Coast with you, Dossie. I didn't see a second of this game, so tell us about it. Yes, it was an interesting game. The, the lads are competing, which is what's important. The, the Mighty Weagles have Weagles. started to turn it around. Um, obviously, I'm going for the number one draft pick, so I'm a bit disappointed by that. But uh, look, it's it's good to see them at least compete and, and putting in some strong performances. So I think it's not... Still, it's still stream against the Weagles, but just beware, there might be a little bit of fight back in the next coming weeks. Um, to start, though, this game was incredibly mark happy. It was a chip fest between both teams. And if you look at the stats, I reckon you'd, so if you go to the first quarter stats, it's pretty alarming. There was like, um, I mentioned a few players here, like Ralph Smith had 10 touches, I think, in the first quarter, ended with 14. It, <laughs> it was that sort of a game where the first quarter was just wildly um unpressured marks and then the the pressure kind of heated up but anyway let's talk about a few of the players um just notably Prestia out with that concussion last week so we kind of suspected Liam Baker would take that role he did he took that role on board and looks pretty good in in uh, Prestia's absence but I think what kind of benefits it's going to benefit actually a few of the Richmond defenders who I'll talk about first or skip down on my little notes here that I had sorry just on Baker does Prestia come back in this week yeah, that's what I'm not sure. Then Dusty's out, and Dusty was going well, a few. Dusty, CBAs yeah, as Dusty well. had like 15 touches at half time, and then did his fire. string yeah, right. Yeah. I think it was a awareness though they mentioned. Okay, I don't think definitely, definitely, definitely missing, out this, missing week. this week. Yeah, yeah. okay. So Baker so, might be another stream option this week, or another play. Another play. The things that I'm actually looking at, I'm actually kind of looking at the other way as well. In that, 
you've now got Jaden Short out of the back line. He's in the midfield. You've got mm-hmm. Baker out of the back line <clears throat> in the midfield. I reckon it's it's going to be, you know how Nathan Broad started the season on fire. He came back into the fold this week. And also Dan Rioli's just going yeah, supernova as well. So I think these two guys moving the ball out of the back line, we've seen defenders for Richmond do pretty well. Well, like a Jaden Short have heap of the ball. I reckon just look at those guys again as, you know, very safe fieldable options. Mm. Um, but it will be interesting if Presti does come back. On the Weagles side of things, Jamie Cripps has been on absolute fire the last three, 99 in his last three. I don't know who it was. One of you guys, I reckon, Hef, maybe you was, yeah, you were pretty high on Cripps. He's won you a granny oh, in the past. Me, yeah, I love yeah, him. And he's, look, he, he's, he's going awesome. Wouldn't be a keep league episode without Hef mentioning <laughs> Jamie Cripps on him. Like. But look, he's, I think, you know, he's probably picked up on, on most leagues at this at this stage, but he'd still be floating around on a few of the shallower ones, so get around him. I, um, actually, I, yeah, I wanted to include the wave wire. He's super highly owned. Yeah, like, he any is, forward yeah. is this year. It's so yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, and looking at just a couple of other forward options. So, just mentioning the midfield for for West Coast, the clearance numbers were absolutely wild in this game. So, with Nick Nat back, I'll mention him in a minute. But the clearance numbers for West Coast was awesome. Which means let's look at our forwards again. So we've mentioned Waterman for a few weeks. He scored an eighty-two again. He, he's looking like a great option, especially for your future. <laughs> Waterman. Oh, sorry. Just this is a, I was just getting sidetracked. Waterman just always reminds me of that time we were hanging with your dad and we're trying to get your dad to name like five West Coast oh, yeah. players. <laughs> and he's like Waterman was like one of the only ones he would actually like name. It's just because yeah, his dad he's played a, for him. Apparently a Weagles fan, my old man, but literally just goes to one grand final every fifteen years and, just, and calls himself a. Well, he was a, a foundation member, which is what he That's always right. comes back to. Yeah, very funny. Yeah. Um, And Darling scored 57, but I think both of them sort of benefit with uh, JJK back in the side as well, getting those weaker defenders. So let's just look at it. Nick Nat was back, 92 points, Mm. an absolute beast, 26 hit outs, and he just completely changes the Eagles midfield. It's so obvious to see. Nick Nat, Shuey, and Kelly combined for 26 (laughs) clearances. It was just like they were just getting it out of the centre at will, which is why I said um, let's just look again at our West Coast forwards maybe going forward, uh, especially match-up plays. If there's a nice match-up, I think the the forwards are actually going to start getting the ball a little bit more because of that reason. Um, Zane True debuted as well. Zane True debut. 46 points, so not great on paper, but he had a 34-point third quarter and it was when the west coast the west coast were coming back um firing in that third as well 17 center bounce attendances for him and um obviously he's not the primary hit too because you got your shoeys you got your kelly's but he like he looked way better than his score so it wouldn't surprise me if he sticks in it was like that that hand it down to shoey he'd get it out and true was the next one to then deliver it and really looked good only 20 years old it's taken a while for him to get a gig but wouldn't surprise me to see him in there like he's ahead um Connor West was just playing it forward in this game. You know, yeah. he's gone ahead of Greg Clark, who's playing in the uh, waffle. When you give so, him that number of CBAs, they must see something in you. And in a game where they were competitive as well, he, yeah. he was a, he was a big part of that um, at times, obviously. Tip of the cap to Marlon Pickett to finish off 113 big points. Score. He's been fantastic this year for for those rolling with him at M8. Um, and yeah, he's. I think they mentioned on the broadcast he's second best, the second best wingman on the in the comp based on like your player ratings and stuff. So, yep, just been fantastic. Anything else from this game, Dossie? Yes, Elliot Yo was injured at the start of the third quarter. Uh, Sam Petrovsky Seaton was the sub, came on, looked really good. Then he went down. Uh, I mentioned pre-show to you guys. He went down Peter Griffin style, holding the ankle. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, he's done. All right, it's time for Witherden season again. Um, 
then he popped back up about five minutes later to get the ball and he was fine. So, good. Um, yeah, but so I'd be I'd be looking at him as an option if you if you're going to miss out on Yo playing down back. We saw how fantasy friendly Witherden was earlier in the season. I'm hoping Witherden and just comes straight back in and, and dominates again. I think there's a chance he does. But if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't though, if he doesn't, for... Sam Petrovsky, Seaton, you guys yeah. like Jermaine Jones are still going to be relevant. If if yeah. Witherden doesn't come back in, is it panic stations? Um, for, if you're an owner, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. We'll wait and see what happens there. I think he will come back in. All right, last game of the round. Kays, is it? Or second last game of the round? Sorry, second, second last game last. of the round. Sorry, my dodgy port. I forgot about the, uh, <laughs> the loss. Yes, Flag mantle. Flag mantle, just too good on the day. But no, we'll get on with GWS versus Hawthorne. Let's go. Yeah, not too sure what to take out this game because it was uh, a bit more water polo than footy at times. It was absolutely piercing down at our giant stadium. So, uh, yeah, hard to take too much out. But uh, if you want to know, like, there was 92 stoppages for the game, which is about 20 more than average for the round. So, lots of um, ball-ups, throw-ins, etc. But uh, Jesse Hogan had 110 points. And while it was wet, Hogan actually made it look very clean. He was clunking everything, took a game-high eight marks, uh, kicked two goals too. Said it last week. He just looks on, Hef. Uh one week away from being 2G4P and looks back to his dangerous best. One of my calls in the preseason. One of your calls. Yes. Might have been the, the call of the preseason. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> the call of the preseason from Heffy. Um, Matt Flynn had 100 points. Uh, look, and when there's 92 stoppages and you're up against Ned Reeves, you're definitely going to go okay. Uh, 46 hitouts alone for Flynn and 15 touches. So, a bit of the tip of the cap for me in this game, obviously, inflated hitout numbers, but... However, the Flynn v. Pruce v. Briggs ruck triangle is uh, very intriguing. So, Big Prucey had about 127 yeah, points dominated. in the VFL. And I think Kieran Briggs had about 30-odd hitouts himself. So, um, interesting to see what happens if, if Pruce comes back or whether they're happy with Matt Flynn. So, Pruce owners may be a little bit um, yeah, twitchy at the moment. Matt Flynn was back earlier than expected with the calf, wasn't he? That's uh, so a quad. It was. He was supposed to miss four weeks and only missed well, two. Well, Bruce could have played last week and they didn't pick him. Yeah. They even picked him twice. Interesting. So. On the back, yeah, coming back from injury and mm. then picking him ahead of Bruce. Mm. Interesting. Anyway. So, yeah, that's why it's, it's intriguing. Uh, Callum Brown had 96 points. No, not the shit VFL Collingwood player. Uh, this is <laughs> the other Callum Brown. He's uh, quick and built like a brick shit house. 108 eight centimetres of him. Uh, late in for Lockie Keefe. Uh, obviously a bit of a weather-based inclusion, but uh, took his opportunity big time. Four goals and 13 touches for him. Um, interesting to see if he sticks around the side, but after four goals and an eye-catching display, be hard to drop him. Dossie, no doubt he'll be a um, classic must-have this week at 270 or something like that. It's not that. that time of year, mate, but uh, maybe maybe early rounds. But yeah, no, I mean, he'll make he, if he sticks around, he'll make you some money. I just someone else saw someone else do it in a snap in our group chat, so I thought maybe that's right. what classic people are doing. Yeah, well, he's a good option, but yeah, not for me, mate, when I've got my team, you know, already complete. Not when you brought in Jake Lloyd last week. Uh, Lockie Ash, 92 <laughs> points. Uh, another solid game from him. 21 touches and four CBAs. Now, interesting with Ash and probably the, the GWS mix. So, Jacob Hopper returned to the VFL on the weekend yeah. after missing, I think, and he played round one. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Like, Tanner Bruin had some CBAs, you know, a few weeks back, but mm. basically Taranto came in and that was dead. So, he's lost his CBAs. You know, Ash had, what was it, uh, four, I think uh, Ward had six. Does Hopper just kind of come in and take them, or does he kind of affect if Hopper comes back in? Does he affect your Tarantos, your Canelos, mm. your Greens? That's going to be a big question coming to finals time for some coaches. Bit of smoke about, um, I'd say our boy, uh, your boy, Tanner mm. Bruin this yes. week. Um, about home. potentially a go home. That's yeah. uh, that's breakout city if that happens. If he goes to a club where he gets an opportunity. Oh, yeah. Boy, well, that's where he'd go, sure. Yeah. 
Boy, oh boy. Uh, Harry Morrison, 108 points, made the wing his own this season. 25 touches and kicked a snag uh, yesterday. Playing, He's playing really well on that wing this year. So good work to those who drafted him. And Ned Reeves, 84 points. Now, I've given this a, a tip of the cap because he so had 30. That means it's like never going to be, never fantasy relevant. It's just a good score. Correct. And that's what Ned Reeves is. <laughs> Ned Reeves is the third string ruckman at Hawthorne. Uh, 39 hit outs, <laughs> built like a string bean. But, Hef, you want to rebut my tip of the cap? You want to firmly. Not I firmly. Know, I firmly just, put the cap on and glue it. I think he is. I think he's the number one ruck. He's the the long term option. Just trying to. I'm trying to remember. I know the end of last season he had put up a couple 80, 80 plus scores as well. I'm just trying to think about how many it was. Um, and ended up averaging seventy last season. Uh, sorry, was, he had two eighty plus scores at the back end of last year, and another eighty one now. That actually puts him on the breakout tracker ahead of the top five rucks in the competition. So generally when they're, they're training ahead of the breakout tracker, they're generally doing pretty well for the standard year. 23-year-old Ruckman. I know Lynch is only a 23-year-old Ruckman and that's the kind of thing where your allegiance is lying, where you're mm-hmm. giving the tip of the cap. Because Man, I just can't break my, my boy. My boy yeah, is yeah, You just so can't you, you know, fade to you're, some... You're firmly in your mind that Lynch is still the number one Ruck. He's just been unlucky The poor with guy just keeps getting concussed. He gets stung by bees. He gets COVID. He's just like... <laughs> yeah, he's, had, he's literally had the unluckiest year of any player in the whole entire world. <laughs> but when apart, he has played, he's looked from, absolute gas. Apart well. from Will Phillips. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps you know, keeps getting glanched. But like, yeah. you know what would be yeah. crazy? Like, so say they didn't trade Max Lynch. Do you reckon he'd be number one ruck over Darcy Cameron this year? No, I don't think so. Well, he was last year. So That's in, that's an interesting sliding doors, actually, yeah. where they went like that. Yeah, I don't think it would have been. Cameron's been awesome. He's been yeah, awesome no, because they, yeah, got, but like last had, year Lynch yeah, was like the ruck and Lynch would they have brought out? him in. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think I just it would have been ahead of um, Cox. Yeah, until Cox kind yeah. of proved himself this year. So. Yeah. yeah, and Cameron can play forward. Or, you know, sliding doors. Very, very our new much. segment. Tune in next week. What, yeah. what, what, what could have been? What could have been? All right, uh, move on to the next last game of the round. Finally, sorry, Fremantle versus An absolute cracking. I actually had two really good games. I had the Saints Carlton one, which was a ripper, and then this one, which I thought was fizzling out, but I really enjoyed watching this game. Have um, a good game this weekend. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this this was Geelong awesome. Geelong versus though. North. Um, fucking did you even get to see this one? <laughs> I saw the second. Oh, most of the second half. No, not you, all, you got yeah. to see the best part as a yeah, poor yeah. supporter. But yeah, yeah um, they gave you a bit of hope and then took it all away in the end with Frio getting over the line against Port. But yeah, Port stormed home. Let's talk about a few players. Oh, my boy. Miles Bergman came in as a late in, and this is why I enjoyed watching this game so much because he was out there. But look, he's super classy. Um, hasn't changed in my mind where I t- I consider him. I don't know why he hasn't been playing more this year. I think he should have been in the team. A lot of outside types, similar positions. Yeah, but he's up there with one of the better ones. So 70 points for him, late in for Dersma, playing on a wing. I was looking at those wing attendances for you there, Hef. Thanks, mate. And he was on there plenty. So, look, I still love him as a stash and a breakout option for the future. He's just up there with one of my boys. He's put on a lot of size this year, which you can see. Obviously, I had the pre-season um, interruption with some shoulder surgery as well. So, another pre-season under his belt next I'm year. I'm tipping a third-year yeah, breakout. I wouldn't yep. be surprised Huge. if we move yep. on some of these outs. Like Carl Amon's pretty much on the trade table. Yeah, well, if he's, he's out, gone. if he, if he yeah, leaves, like, so. let's look for that because Bergman yep. is maboy. Watch out. Um, Jace Burgoyne made his debut. And a lot to like about him too. 68 points. The socks were pulled up looking very nice on him as well. Uh, great look. But look, he's a bit of a string bean, but 18 years old and he was super composed. I compared him a little bit to a Heath Chapman in the way that I saw him in his early years. Like, you know, he's still in his early years now, Heath Chapman. But the way he's just super composed down back, you just think he's been there for, for years. And, you know, he had, I think, what, 17 touches on Dubu. Um 
yeah, 17 touches, five marks in a heated contest that this was um, a top four kind of what looked like a top four contest between Port who have sort of come back and Frio who are in the top four. So. Port don't beat top four teams, mate. Haven't done it for That's six right. years. Yeah. Let's anyway. talk about Charlie Dixon, 85 points. Um, he's looking like a really nice um, fieldable option whilst he's got this role. Depends if uh, if Lysette comes back soon, though. That might be the dreams over. But he's changed the game incredibly in like just quarters he's taken over the last two weeks has changed the game. So it wouldn't surprise me if he holds that role and they just keep Finlayson forward, but both of them have had an impact, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Kane Farrell, 68 points. Didn't back up the huge score from last week, but long-term, um, they're going to use like, his peg. Yeah, yeah They're going to want the ball in his he's hands. Got, he had another shot from like 50 metres. Oh, it was, yeah, his kick's just insane. So it wouldn't surprise me if they try and get him involved on like a half back or something in the future to get that drive. You know what? Like they used to do Hamish Hartlett for that similar type thing. Probably yeah, like just not boom as, it out. Yeah, yeah, type thing. So it might be a similar it's type It's because they're using him up the field at the moment, like on a wing on a or wing, up forward. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just feel like maybe it's just better in behind the fit ball. But we'll wait yeah, perhaps. DBJ benefited without Riley Bonner, 90 points. He's just not quite too good for the podcast yet, but um, yeah, he's he's probably going to have a good end to the season unless Bonner comes back this week. Next no, week. I've got a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, so yeah. yeah, he'll probably have a nice couple of weeks. Georgiati's only scored 67, but I thought he's kind of taken a leap forward, so I was surprised he didn't score more than that. Do you ever see him as more of that? Because um, they got those key forwards. Do you think he can be – he's connector. really agile. So I just look at – For a big guy. Look at every forward, his height – playing similar roles, none of them score well in fantasy. That's what I just go by. Mm. So I back no. You don't always, think always he could no. turn into like, I mean, this is a I don't think he's the guy You don't think break. he could be like a Charlie Kerno. I know it's a big, big yeah, call. Yeah, he's but. not the guy to break the mold. You okay. know what I mean? So yeah, Charlie Kerno is like the except, like the, a, a freak. You know I know. What I, mean? I know he is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Rory Lobb to round it out. Uh, 102 points, five snags, played backup ruck as well to Shawnee Darce. And I think he's going to hold that role going forward. Um, just note though, Key forwards versus Port, the fourth easiest team to score against. Continue to stream those because um, your defenders can't stop anyone. We don't have good key defenders. That's we, right. um, yeah, traded, You've got uh, your skipper. Do you have a traded, Lear, Lear? traded Dougal Howard for... He's not really like... He's, yeah, like, he's an interceptor. interceptor. He kind of let, the, lets him, yeah. yeah. not the lockdown type. We don't really have anyone that can actually like... Tom Cleary. Tom jo- well, Tom Cleary can't. Tom Jonas isn't even graded it either. Like, we just don't have a... Like, we should have kept someone like Dougal Howard really around. But Got a cheeky flag too. Nat Fife, oh, bit, yeah. of, bit of B2P. I'm happy with coming Fife, soon. He's, he's the prime B2P candidate, so I'm happy Should we with bring him back? Yep, bring isn't him back. Isn't he tr- getting traded to Melbourne? Ooh. Really? <laughs> isn't he, a, isn't he <laughs> West Australian? For um, Luke Come. Jackson. Was that one of the, oh, was this one of those fake trade things? <laughs> no, that it wasn't always, a fake trade. It's oh, like a, no, maybe they're going to entertain this. No. Um, it's not a bad. Forward status, though, uh, coming his way. Hey, I don't know. I would. I didn't check the centre bounces, but he I think was, it was low. I think it was he was yeah, not. Yeah, they yeah. they kind of reverted to. I don't remember him being. Um, in I was they watching. kind of reverted to being like, all right, let's play. You know, I think they were like, oh, is our chemistry breaking up a little bit here? Trying to put him too much in the midfield. Yeah, and they reverted back to their normal rotation. And yeah, let's have a look. So it was in the centre bounces. We had Brayshaw, Mundy, Brody, Sarong, and yeah. then basically way down five zero. Mundy zero was CBAs. the one that was um, in the. CBA numbers, which you can get. I'll talk about membership stuff in a sec, but um, he was the one that was kind of boosting the CBAs this week in comparison to the last few weeks. But, yep. Yeah. Hey, Doss, can we just go back to the sliding doors? Ooh. So last year when Grundy missed the two games, round 12 and 13, Lynch was the main ruckman over Darcy Cameron. They played <laughs> in the same team. 18 hitouts, Lynch versus was it eight, and then 23 versus five. Cameron, Cameron was played key forward. forward. Yeah. He, he was, was doing it all goals. year, though, wasn't he, though? Sliding yeah. doors. Sliding doors. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the sound effect. Uh, all right, that's it for the round rewind. Uh, if you appreciate the work we do each week, you enjoy listening to the podcast and uh, want it to keep going uh, year to year, make sure you sign up and support the show and become a member. Uh, in return, we'll support you by giving you the stats that we use to do the show and what we use to pick our fantasy teams each year. That includes weekly CBAs, kick-ins, scores for and against, projections, breakout tracker, and also if you're into your classic, uh, the pod pod as well. You wanted me to flag this and I forgot to mention him. Ethan Hughes for Fremantle. 80 points was playing on a wing. Yeah, I, 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 like, I do like the play, but Akers is going to be back very soon. You think is he very soon? Today. I think he was only supposed to be like three weeks out. Oh, well, he's, yeah, a, he's a play until he's back in. What's that? I thought his like, leg exploded. No, he acted like it did, but it actually wasn't as bad yeah. as it was. I think play, it was like a play month. Hughes until Akers is yeah, back. Yeah. It might yep. not be this big, but I think, it's, I think it was like within a month they said he'd be back. So. Yeah. So that was yeah. just a miss, miss that yeah. one. Anyways, um, yeah. So any, um, any, if you want to sign up as a member and support the show, um, yeah, make sure you get to the link in the description below and hop on board. Each week we thank 10 gold members. Uh, Dossie, I reckon it's uh, your turn to read this one out. Luke Richardson, thank you very much. Come on down. We got Dave McGill, Adam Parry, Dale Gaskill Caras, Carsis? Carsis, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Jacob Politank, John Harmy. Oh, we know boys. John Harmy. Boys. <laughs> uh, Nicholas McGorley, Lincoln Smith, Corey Farr, and Kevin O'Malley. Thank you all so very much for Harmy's being on. Harmy's been Goldman's. on the pod quite a few times, hasn't he? Yeah, Harmy's come yeah. on. He came on this year, only a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, there you go. He, even, the uh, he called me the cockroach, which is my nickname on the pod pod. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have a trudge watch this week? Trudge do not play. Ah, uh, damn. So we won't Bye. play the Bye, thing. unfortunately. Damn. All you right. can play the sound effect. Nah, that's right. I might play at the end. <laughs> we'll move on to the listener questions. First question of the night comes from uh, at Ranger J87. Hey gents, is Snelling worth a hold? Pretty disappointed. I'm sorry, disappointing return thus far. Um, in our league case, where we keep 16, you couldn't hold Will Snelling. But do you think he's got some potential going forward, being a Bombers man? I think he could. Yeah, I, like he's only played three games this year. Like, and he's missed a shit load of footy. Like he missed the first three games, then played. Th- 34% told got injured then has kind of come back and just like he's he's not fit he's playing a lot closer to goal this year as well isn't he he's just not fit though yeah because like, he's have to play him close goal because he can't run because he's yeah. like that's what I mean yeah he averaged 78 last year like I wouldn't be if you can hold him I'd be holding him yeah yeah I think I remember this um debate in the preseason because you guys had him uh, K's 27 Hef 34 in your rankings I had him way down at 68 but it was only because his tackle numbers were very high to get that numbers up. And, like, I just didn't see that being sustainable when they had – I think he had a bit of mid-time last year when they were missing all their guys. And I just didn't see the tackle numbers being he sustainable. He was on a wing a fair bit. I remember wing attendances. Like, that's what I love watching him each week. He was on quite a few last year. Whereas, like, this year I just saw him moving, like, not just not getting as much time on the wing, moving closer to goals. So, that's just what I thought would happen. But it doesn't really matter because the injuries have affected. We haven't really seen him going forward. But mm. – Hold maybe in really deep leagues, but you're probably dropping otherwise, I think. I think if you're somewhere around that 15 to 20 keepers, you, you can make a case, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, 20. Fuck, it'd be easy to make my 20, that's for sure. Um, at Willie1998, uh, Himmelberg by low after an average week um, that was just weather affected. So he had his first down game, did he? I didn't, he didn't actually get yeah, his like, 60s. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was fucking... Yeah. 
I'd still be holding the face. Noah was building an ark next door. Was he still in defense? Oh, okay. Was he still in defense? Yeah, it was yeah, just then, wet. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, like buy low if you can, but I don't all think- the, All the midfielders scored well because it was just yeah. contested tackle. Ball up, ball up, ball, ball up, ball up, uh, kick. I wouldn't be selling him if I was the owner though, so I don't know if you could no, buy don't, him low. Don't yeah. tell him, sell him. Um, at Jack30215832, don't know why I read all the numbers, but there we go. Um, I have been offered English for Mills in a keeper league. What are your thoughts? Oh, that's a tricky one. It's a great trade. This is the trades that I want- these are trades that would just never happen, though. But That's they're the great. <laughs> I know. But they're obviously happening because he's been offered. Yeah, sure, sure. This I is would, a great trade. I know. I don't have any problems with your trades, guys. It's just that you mentioned, like, you need to be trading this player now. And, like, no one wants him. Like, no one's going to give me anything for he's him. Like, no one wants Jake Wood now. <laughs> um, That's tough. They both got sort of weird injury. Like, can I just say Jake Lloyd was the top five scorer for Sydney? No one scored well. That's all. Like, he was still fine. He was the 19th best scorer in the game. Yeah, I know, but that was just Sydney being trash. <laughs> Which anyway. is not great anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's my point though. Like he's fine if Sydney are fine. Right. Whatever I say, I can't win that argument. But, you know, um, okay. no, I like Mills because Mills is a genuine captain option, I think. Um, I'm English, but I'm con- starting to get concerned with these concussion stuff keep coming up. I'm but Mills yeah. just for the ceiling. Like it's it's more consistent, that ceiling. So I'm Mills just for the captain I mean, option. I just think we're, just, we're seeing the next, like we saw how- Dominant Grundy was for a s- stretch there. English is yeah, but you say that, but then you English say, but then you also, so but then you've also said that like Jackson's the next big thing and De Koning's the next big thing. I reckon there's like the next crop of Ruckman are like elite athletes. The you thing know, is like, though, Tanglish is here now. He's already doing it, and we can see it, and we've seen it for the whole year. I know, but like Ruck, like we've seen just with Rucks, just chop and change like this year. I'm just scared that yeah, I don't know. I don't That's know. a fair concussion. Is yeah. a massive thing. Yeah, it well. is. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, we I think we answered that. Um, at Major Van Bam, um, is Jake Waterman fieldable as a half forward flanker? Dossie, I think you answered this earlier on the show. What's that? Sorry, Jake is Waterman he- fieldable. Yeah, especially I think the clearance numbers, like I mentioned, I know it was against Richmond. They tend to give up a few clearances. It's not their real game style, but with West Coast midfield getting better with Nick Nat there, I think the forwards will get some. Yeah, we'll get fed a little bit more. And with JJK back in the fold, Kennedy, um, you'd expect, yeah, Waterman will probably get a weaker defender and get a couple of nice scores. Uh, Joshua Little, is James Robonham ever going to take that next step? Can he average 100 points over the next five years? Cheers for all the work you do, lads. I don't think so. Midfield role is too deep, and the role he plays never is conducive to fantasy scoring. It's more of a contested stopper type thing, more defensive. Yeah, and you talk about the Sydney lack of scoring and stuff like There's that many potential scorers that guys miss out each week. Like, yeah. if you look at the numbers, like, <clears throat> who was it? Um, Florin and someone else scored, like, 30 in, like, Mills. You know, like, there's actually not enough ball to go around Yeah, everyone as such. Like, This game was different, though. Like, they just when, – when Sydney on the top, they don't chip around at all. They just attack, 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 like, goal – like just keep, yes, yeah. Just keep pegging it towards forward each time, which is why Sydney Try players maybe up. aren't the greatest to own. Well, maybe yeah, that's not. what I'm. Yeah. I was just going to bring it up as as I mentioned. The Suns obviously atrocious mm. in fantasy, but Swans are kind of underrated down there at twelfth overall for fantasy points scored, yeah. and it's due to that low disposal, high inside fifty yeah. game. Similar, like they're not when they're winning, they yeah. possess it, they hold, 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 set up plays, all that sort of stuff. But when they're behind, they're just frantically trying to get it forward. Yeah. It's really annoying. They're <laughs> not like those blue, like the Blues, Bulldogs, mm. Giants and those sort of teams and the Cats, I guess, are always kind of possessing. These yeah. guys just like bang it forward, like you say. So, I guess you, have, you really have to look at Sydney and go like, are they going to be a winning team over the next five years or are they going to be a struggling team over the next five years? I think that's the way. And they're probably going to be a winning team. So, 
but at the moment they're str- they're struggling this year. They're dropping some games, and that's kind of affecting their fantasy scoring as well. So, I think long term he'll be okay, but I don't think he's going to be a hundred plus average anyway. No. Um, uh, Michael Bellardi is asking. I'm in a very deep keeper league, currently in a rebuild. Who would you back in for number one ruck in the coming years? Darcy Draper, Cherry, or DeConning? Darcy, surely. Anyone but Draper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> true that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's tough. I mean. You like, I know you love DeConning. <coughs> I do, yeah. Like, I mean, no, sorry. It's Darcy clearly Darcy, out of yeah. those four. Because he's, he's shown the after most those, so After Darcy, it's tough. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah, probably not Draper's Draper. Draper's fourth. Yeah. Draper's yeah. fourth. I'd Draper's say probably fifth out Cherry of those Cherry and DeConning's tough because Cherry, the pathway to him being at, you know, number one ruck very soon is-, is I reckon if Cherry was the number one ruck right now, he'd be going bigger. Yeah. But I like, think Tom he's, DeConning he's, is the number one ruck. His, his body's ready to go. You can see yeah. it. Tom DeConning's got that potential sniff. But yeah, yeah probably at the moment, from what we've seen, Darcy, Cherry, TDK, Draper. Draper. So, like, yep. North are completely crap, right? Like, so you're going to f- kind of expect that some of the players aren't going to score as well as they could because their team's yeah, is good. exactly. Does yep. that work with the Ruckman, though? Because he's got first opportunity. And like, is he? could he be the exception to the rule if North are shit for the next five years? Could he be one who's, like, always a good scorer or does he kind of get brought down by the, the level I, I worked depends. this out today actually I was, tr- I was trying to think of rebuttals for your <laughs> Ned Reeves call um, I worked this out today just because I was bored um, Ruckman score 30 and on average the mm. league average Ruckman score 35% of their score from hitouts. so it's not uncommon for them to, like if a Ruckman can actually get hitouts, he'll score generally pretty well like a, a large chunk of their scoring will be done that way um, so I, I think sometimes the the rule can be kind of different for Ruttman. If you look at Goldie over the years, like one of the best Ruttman going around like of the of a, of a generation, really, has played in some pretty rubbish North side and still scored okay. So mm. maybe it is the same. I don't know. I, yeah. I think it just depends when if he gets the reins too. Like what's his his CBAs aren't ruck numbers yet. Yeah. He's he's only at fifty percent for the yeah. year. Like you that's know? what I was saying. Like yeah. if Cherry was getting deconning numbers, he'd be going big. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Uh, last question. Um, Stephen Trelaw is asking, in a keeper league, what do I do as a Dusty owner? <sighs> dusty. He looked okay on the weekend. I personally- oh, He looked fantastic before the injury. In our league, I know that the only tra- kind of trade that would get done for a Dusty, and this man, you know, they can rebut me and you know, say otherwise, they'll be listening. Um, but I think it's a kind of one of those trades, you're at that kind of point now, you would be trading him off to a contender for a just a young gun that could have future. So say, say someone like, Josh Rochelle or something like that, you might be able to get in return. Do you reckon you could get anything more than that for for Dusty? Um, I'm I missed the like the game on the weekend, yeah, so I, I can't really that. see. But like, if he went back to his best, but from what I've seen from Richmond before, he got injured on the weekend. Like he's been half forward flanky. So like, if you're a Dusty owner and you offered Rochelle and you weren't contending, would you take it? I think I'd want a little bit more than Rochelle, like a pick or something back in yeah, the or direction. Like a, Hang, or maybe just the next level up kind of I don't know who that would be but off the top of my head but yeah I don't know I don't I'd be happy to move him on yeah I, I don't think I just honestly don't think you're getting much more than that from him like I'm just thinking in our league like if you're thinking you're thinking next level up rookie like you're thinking you're not thinking Horn Francis or something like that would you be giving up a Horn Francis for a Dusty would you give up a Nick Martin for a Dustin Martin no absolutely not mm. so Dusty's 31 yeah I'm not giving up Nick Martin for Dusty his highest score this year is 93 yeah like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, definitely not. It's hard. I'd be, yeah, I'd just take your best rookie from this year's draft, I'd think. <coughs> That's what I'd be trying to get, just mm. kind of shopping around a bit. Because, like, you could get someone, like, anything else is kind of like they've probably already peaked in fantasy and they're not going to go ever as big as Dusty's best type thing. Whereas I reckon you'd probably just take a step back and hopefully invest into potential. I think going forward is the mm. best thing to do with a player like that, I reckon. What do you reckon, Dusty? Do you have a theory on that? 
What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what do you do with a dust as with a dusty? Like, so my proposition was, um, yeah, would you like take? Would you go dusty for Rochelle or something like that? Because I reckon that's the only type of trade that would probably get done for him. To be honest, yeah. I yeah. mean, if you can, yeah, you can take that. Depends. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the, I think Dossie's already tuned out, so we might wrap. I it was up. just trying. I was actually just trying to propose a trade for Jaden Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going on in this room while I was bloody doing this. Anyway, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, get around us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. I want that juicy uh, roll at Keeper League Pod on all of those. Uh, Manscaped, make sure you get around them. Support the sponsors. You support us. Uh, use Keeper Twenty at Manscaped.com. Get twenty percent off and free shipping and as always make sure you support the podcast keep it running week in week out by becoming a member there's a link in the description below for that anything else from you two lads no I want <laughs> I want Jane Stevenson back I want my Stevenson back <laughs> I knew that was coming <laughs> alright see you listeners uh, talk to you soon bye bye, bye.